passion. Ike paid no attention to the humor in his voice. Sure. Both men watched the mouth of the valley. Two wagons soon came lumbering over a ridge and down the slope toward them. There comes his hay, Ike said. That means he'll water and feed him and push right on. The oversized man shook his head. Only cattleman in South Texas who ever got by with it, he added. Every other outfit gets at least a one-night spree in San Antonio. Jim Cameron narrowed his eyes as he shot Ike a sidewise glance. So the herd he expected to reach the springs in a short time would dip around San Antonio and keep moving? That could mean only one South Texas cattleman, and any man who had mingled much in the trail trade knew him. Jim looked off, a trace of a smile coming to his face. The connection between this approaching herd and Ike Ashley was more baffling than ever. For the small things piling up hinted that the next opponent in the Ashley maneuver would be a man even more legendary than Ike himself, and a figure about whom the legends were different. Very different. Nobody ever repeated a story about Ike Ashley without a chuckle. Ike loved to get a man's tail in a crack and then let him go with a roar at the victim's expense. But not so Jonathan Corey, the silver-haired, steel-eyed man from the Indianola country. Corey played only one way. For keeps. The Mexican drovers spreading the hay over an area of several acres worked rapidly. The herd must be close, Jim thought, the way those drovers went to work. Good-sized herd, Ike presumed. I would say fourteen hundred head. How can you know? Hell, boy, Ike said. You got to know. You can't waste money on hay. Jim grinned. He personally had seen Ike Ashley supply the liquor for a hundred thirsty men and then toss the barkeep a twenty-dollar gold piece. But a dollar too much spent on hay for fourteen hundred cattle. Hell, boy. They're coming, Ike said after a while, rising to his feet. Jim nodded. His own ears had caught the sound. There was no other sound like it. Through a break in the ridge across the valley came the first wave of longhorns at a shambling trot. Coming in on a beeline, Ike Ashley said admiringly. Those vaqueros can handle them that way. The wave of cattle and men swept closer to the springs in the creek. There's some gringos in that bunch, Jim observed, pointing. Saw that, nodded Ike, but they ain't working the cattle. No, Jim agreed, they aren't. Only vaqueros work his cattle, added the fat man. Them gringos, they're just along for the ride, and maybe the shooting. The cattle stomped over the hay to reach the water. Not until their thirst was sated would they look for forage. Ike turned to Jim. You mosey down there and see what you can find out. It ain't like him to send just one herd up out of a roundup. Try to find out how many are coming behind this one. Jim took a step toward his horse, turned back. You don't want to go yourself? Nope. Somebody's bound to know me. I never forget a face, and I know plenty of hombres who don't either. 
From now on, you're the front for this outfit. The herd was milling around, munching the scattered hay, as Jim rode his chestnut down the slope. The American riders let their horses water, then dismounted and drifted off into small groups. Jim Cameron rode easily, observing details about the herd. Three things stood out. The two chuck wagons had canvas water tanks slung underneath. There were enough vaqueros to handle a herd without the white men. The remuda was plump and sleek. Jim swung out of the saddle and faced the Americans. Howdy, gents. Two or three returned his pleasant greeting as one pockmarked broad-shouldered rider rose from his squatting position. What the hell are you doing in this country, Jim Cameron? Jim studied the man's marked face. I've seen you before.